I said, hey, what's going on? Uh, you have a really big hat on. It's a leather top hat. Do you like it? Yeah. Uh, I appreciate your self-expression. <laughs> uh-huh. It, How's that? But... <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Did it sound like I was going to say but? Yeah, you're always talking about butts, it- my man. It's that time again, and by that time, hey, hey, hey. I mean it's time again because we Oop, missed a week. Oop. Oops! <laughs> Oopsie! Whoopsie! <laughs> uh, thanks uh, for your patience, everyone. We're back. We, we had a we had a very good reason, and it was I was super stressed out. <laughs> we we did have a good reason. That's the reason it. is life sucks. <laughs> the reason is I didn't I didn't want to do it. <laughs> That's a great reason to not do something. That's it's what hard I'm saying. To talk, it's hard enough to to want to talk about Billy Joel when I do want to talk about Billy Joel. It's hard Oops. enough to talk to me even when you're in a good mood. Uh, yeah. So thanks for your patience, everyone. Um, we just had to skip a week. It happens sometimes. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, to, I, I still think we have a, a Carrie, uh, an old Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, we had we had to pull do a do a <laughs> Carrie Mulligan. Um, I think overall, still, we have a very good track record, especially considering well, you, that. Pat yourself on the back. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think we've mostly missed like Christmases and like a few weeks here or there, but yeah, yeah, overall. Um. Yeah, going, so going strong. Coming up on 150 pretty soon. That's true. Yeah. Damn. It's coming up. Um as I'm sure you've probably guessed everyone, that 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 means that this is a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist that's maybe misunderstood, unrecognized or dismissed. And I made that. Boy, it sure is. Yeah. Cameron, Cameron. We're talking about 52nd Street. The 52nd Street. Street. No. The street? No. You ever been to 52nd yeah. Street, Cameron? Uh, I've, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I've walked, like, uh, around that area. Yeah, it's not like, what it used I've, to I've be. I've been through it. Yeah. I don't um, know if I've never ever specifically gone on it on purpose. Right. <laughs> you might have accidentally stumbled and, like, fallen onto 52nd Street from a different... Sure. Uh, from what, 53rd what Street. What makes 52nd Street... I mean, it's supposedly, like, where a bunch of jazz clubs used to be, especially between two particular um, avenues, but it hasn't been that way for a long time. Even even while Billy Joel was recording this album, it had not been that way for decades. Um, Actually, as a side note... uh, in our in our recent episode, this week's episode of What's in the Box Weekly, which is a weekly mini podcast for supporters, go to support.boxset.website to get access to it. I was talking about how great the movie When Harry Met Sally is, and uh, one thing I neglected to mention is how it's just a fucking great New York movie, and it mm. just makes me so nostalgic for the New York that existed before everything was gentrified and every block in manhattan was just two Dwayne reeds and like three banks and nothing else ew yeah like new york Yuck. is like so gentrified and corporatized and it's just a real rough place now um so would you say billy joel and his like boomerisms is like in nostalgias nostalgias that he's making it, it's working uh no i'm talking about the you movie nostalgic? uh made me nostalgic no, I'm, I'm asking as a as a follow-up like oh when i see when he ta- waxes uh nostalgic well, obviously about... not <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely not what are you talking about <laughs> yeah uh i enjoyed some of this album a lot Cameron... very little of it a lot oh, of it was boring huh. to me you know what i'm gonna say something in that might be controversial Uh, Or it might be extremely boring, but I think uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's either going to be boring 
or not boring. or not boring <laughs> or somewhere in between um i think billy joel is really setting into a groove of middle of the road kind of inoffensive non-challenging uh pop music that doesn't really make you think but is like still pretty successful like and and i i don't mean that as like yes. a backhanded uh <coughs> comment or an insult i mean just like you know uh there's a song here where he kind of like pastiches the righteous brothers like the righteous brothers and like i don't know a lot of pop music or motown or you know there's a lot of genres of music that you don't necessarily need to have like lyrics that are super depth like super deep or meaningful uh they don't necessarily have to be like shakespeare level poetry or like make you change your mind just you know completely like change your out life outlook based on just hearing the words you know uh you just sometimes you you just want like a fun song that is like kind of lightweight and doesn't hurt anyone and he's really settling into that groove like he doesn't have shitty songs about uh, him being shitty to women on this album that i recall yeah at least not explicitly <laughs> i mean i think the first song is kind of that oh, uh, really? but uh i mean I, I don't know i know what you mean and, and i agree ultimately uh the music i think is a lot more interesting in this album yeah uh, the he production, does have the good arrangements music, yeah. and also just like the bones of the song he plays music, bones like the chord yeah <laughs> It's a cool instrument. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just has in- interesting key changes, chord progressions, things like that, which is what I like about him, you know, like at his best in his songwriting is is uh, his, the way that he plays with line cliches and key changes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, I feel like I've been missing that in the last few albums. And this one. Uh, had a, had some more stuff to chew on. I no, no, we really sink our teeth into this I, one. Yeah, I, 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 I. yeah, not as not especially challenging uh, lyrically. Yeah, yeah, not especially challenging lyrically. But I like it was non-challenging in a way that just like felt um, like kind of lightweight and good. You know, sure, to me, sure. Yeah, like I I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. And maybe well, maybe this show- is like maybe this is like the platonic ideal of what Billy Joel is and what he becomes is like he's not the like the poet of his generation he's just like a pop craftsman who creates catchy songs that are fun to listen to uh that that aren't necessarily meant to make you stop and think and I don't mean that in like a, a negative way either it's like you know not all music has to make you stop and think, you know? Hmm. I agree. Yeah. Shall we talk about the big shot? Yes. Up in the morning with your head on fire and your eyes too bloody to see. Gonna cry in your coffee, but don't come bitching to me. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Yeah, maybe this might be the the least um, the, the the ones of these songs that is least like what I was just talking about. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he he is trying to be a little bit more. He's trying to make more of a statement here, and he's being a little bit patronizing to a woman, or maybe a lot of it patronizing yeah, to a woman. He's basically. Uh to to use this word with um no knowing its full weight uh he's basically accusing a woman of being uppity Mm, mm -hmm. um yeah just like basically shaming her for wanting attention or for um taking up space yeah and uh it doesn't really i don't feel like it really explains why he is disdainful of her i mean i think i I think the first verse kind of outlines it well you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine park avenue clothes you had the dom perignon in your hand and the spoon up your nose Ooh, and when you wake up in the morning with your head on fire and your eyes too bloody to see go on and cry in your coffee but don't come bitching to me like he he is 
he is and has been like pretty disdainful of like the hedonistic uh consumerism party lifestyle of like sure. i don't know the upper east side like um sort of like wealthy people you know um, yeah but most mostly what he accuses her of is taking up space in conversation you had like, to open up says, your mouth verse three, <laughs> how dare he, well, as yeah, a woman he says speak. that over and over again <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh he says well it's no big sin to stick your two cents in i kind of like that lyrically mm-hmm. um if you know when to leave it alone but you went over the line you couldn't see it was time to go home yeah that's uh, vague enough that i'm not really sure what to do with it it's like if was she like being like a Karen or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just give us something to feel like, yeah, fuck this person, you know? Yeah. Like give us something to work with. No, um, that's a good point. Like most sort of, of his, yeah, most of his criticism yeah. seems to be addressed to the way she is expressing herself. And he doesn't really give us details about that. Like the details yeah. he gives us are about her consumption and her substance usage, um, which, you know, like there is definitely like criticism to be made there for like wealthy people blowing a bunch of money on cocaine rather than like using money that could help people or whatever. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, but like, yeah, over and over again, he just keeps talking about how she's expressing herself and he doesn't really tell us why he thinks that's problematic or like details right. of that particular part. But there, there's a thing in The Genius uh, that says uh, that Joel said on the Today Show in 2005 that the song was largely written about himself looking in the mirror in the morning going, oh, you had to be a big shot. Oh, I didn't know he likes to wear a Which, Halston dress. Ex- exactly. Which I feel like what he's, saying, it, what he's saying is that he was projecting, but he's not taking <laughs> responsibility for... Yeah. You know, he's pretending like he meant it to be about himself the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see some, like, projection of self-loathing in this song. Um, we've definitely, like, seen him kind of project that uh, towards other people before. Sure. Um, yeah, but this this seems very specifically, like, pointed at a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does say on the Howard Stern show that he imagined Mick Jagger t- singing the song to his first wife, Bianca. I don't know what the story is there. Oh, damn. Appar- apparently, she had to be a big shot. Jeez. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also like that the annotation says, following in the judgmental blame game tactics of Captain Jack, Big Shot features Billy Joel berating <laughs> someone for having to always be the one to outdo everyone else. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. That's pretty hey, much it. Yeah, blame game. Let's uh, let's get that an upvote. I, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it too. Upvote. All right, Shazam. Oh, by the way, thank you to uh, all of our uh, f- f- listeners who have been upvoting um, <laughs> the <laughs> the one annotation that I've made as think outside the box set on Genius. So mm-hmm. I appreciate I appreciate that. Hell uh, yeah. S- uh, s- sl- slate your fan. And that's uh, me. mushy mustard. Oh, right, right, yeah. right, right. Maybe I've already said this on the show. I think you anyway, might have, yeah. I appreciate it. I think maybe some other people jumped on. Who knows? I, I, I have to think of some other things that I can that I can say. Um, I just haven't been inspired yet. Yeah. I mean, you, you, just, you can't just, like, force the inspiration, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, do you want to move on to the next song, Honesty? Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you look for truthfulness, oh wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 oh no, oh no, ha, ha! I forgot sound samples don't that you? I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll cut. It, I'll cut around. Okay. Um. There is some. Uh, there's a really fun sax break in this. Do you want to play the sax section? It's the sound sample that says "very sexual." Oh, I fi- I figured that might be it. <laughs> okay. Great. Oh, that that <laughs> fucking owns bones. That's so good. Yeah, it a- absolutely does. There's some sort of um, I have to look it up. There's some sort of term for a way of voicing uh, five part saxophone uh, music, which is like 
I think it's supposed to be like, you know, baritone. This is that's not what we just listened to, but it's like baritone tenor, two altos and a soprano. And the idea is that you have the the baritone and the alto um, doubled at the octave. And in the middle is just creating um, uh, seventh chords, just sort of planing and harmonizing up and down. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, just like a big, like tightly voiced cluster of saxophones is is delightful. Mm -hmm. And how? Uh, I also wanted to point out just some kind of nice rhythmic delivery in the vocals. Do you want to play that sound sample? Yeah, I do want to play that sound sample. Yeah. It's uh what I wanted to point out was um oh I'm looking at the wrong song. Uh cool. <laughs> nice. Where is it? Okay. But uh but now you just don't remember all the things you said and you're not sure that you want to know. Um it uh it emphasizes on the wrong beats. It's sort of anticipated, but it does it in a way that I think doesn't feel forced it feels intentional and um interesting mm-hmm. yeah i think it sounds so, good let's listen to that one more time just listen to the line and you're not sure that you want to know yeah it's got like a fun yeah. swagger to it yeah and you're not sure that you want to know yeah. Uh, the the second no oh 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 that's the one that lands on the beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that's all I have to say about this song. Okay, you don't want to listen to Sam Sample that says "cool weird voice." Uh, I don't remember what that is. Go ahead and play it. Let's listen. Oh well, All right, I'm glad you said something. I don't know why Billy Joel does the things he does with his voice sometimes, but okay, let's let's listen to that again without me just going. Bleh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try to hold, uh, shut my mouth so everyone can really appreciate this. Okay. We got momentarily possessed by Dracula. I'm reading here on Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you had to be a blur shot, did you? <laughs> oh boy, that's that's hilarious. All right, uh, okay. Song number two. It's called Honesty. If you look for truthfulness, you might just as well be blind. It always seems to be so hard to give Honesty is such a lonely word Everyone is so untrue So this is, um, this kind of reminds me a little bit of like some Beatles songwriting Where it's it's not super specific But it's, it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's a specific enough to work and to allow you to kind of like add a lot of your own meaning. Um, and it's like clearly about something. It's not just like a bunch of gibberish, but it's like, it's kind of towing the line between like vague enough to let you bring your own meaning to it versus like specific enough to be like super, super duper grounded. Um, and I think it's pretty successful for that. Yeah. I, was concerned that this song was another song in in the vein of the the old uh, problematic old time music uh, floating verse ashes to ashes dust to dust find me a woman that a man can trust mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna kind of go down that road but I feel like it's more general about how he's looking he's looking for someone that he can have a real connection with. And I feel like that is what he's talking about when he's talking about honesty. I don't think he's necessarily specifically talking about, you know, sexual infidelity. Um, although that might be involved, but I feel like it's, 
it's it's not about sort of view like objectifying people or sexual partners i feel like it's about the deeper implications of dishonesty Mm -hmm. and um yeah uh he says i can always find someone to say they sympathize if i wear my heart out on my sleeve but i don't want some pretty face to tell me pretty lies all i want is someone to someone to believe Mm -hmm. um yeah and what else does he say um but when I want uh, sincerity, but when I want sincerity, tell me where else I can turn, because you're the one that I depend upon. Um, yeah, I feel like he's talking about something a little, a little deeper. And like you said, like it is definitely still like a vague, open-ended song um, that's about a concept. But I think he, it doesn't sound like he's just complaining. Yeah, you I know? mean, it, it reminds me sort of <laughs> like misogynistic way. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of the the Beatles song Yesterday. Where it's like, it's clearly about something, but it's like, it has enough room for you to like, kind of bring your own situation. Be like, yeah, I have had these moments where I'm just like looking back on how, um, how things used to be good looking and then they kind of all fell apart, you know? Yeah. And it has like some sticky language that's like poetic. Like I believe in yesterday, Mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. Uh, things to make to just sort of chew on um, that don't have explicit meaning but it's lots of chewing going on tonight it's real oral fixation well you know I'm just like my blood sugar is a little low and (laughs) I'm just looking for Cameron are you teething for a treat do you want to do you want like one of those um, teething rings yeah one of the frozen ones yeah well that sounds real good right now it's pretty hot I would teeth the hell out of a ring (laughs) I don't have any sound samples for this one. I don't think it's the most interesting music. Yeah. 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 It's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to my life. And also a song called yes. my life by Billy Joel. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really like um, octave, um, like rocking back and forth between the pinky and the thumb. Yeah, and the left those hand. are fun. Boom, bing, boom, bing, boom, bing, boom, bing. <laughs> really, yeah, I like that. This is like one of his hits. It is. I forgot about this yeah. song, but I absolutely have heard it a fair amount of times. It's got Yeah, it's really catchy. Yeah. I have no idea what this song is about. I, I feel like I just couldn't listen. I feel like, I mean, I feel like kind of like the last song, but less successfully. It is about something, but definitely leaves a lot of room for projection and like people to kind of bring their own interpretation to it. But the difference is, I think this is uh, less grounded and like less centered on something like the first verse opens really strong got a call from an old friend we used to be real close said he couldn't go on the american way closed the shop sold the house bought a ticket to the west coast now he gives him a stand-up routine in la like that's pretty strong i mean i'm not sure where it's going just from that first verse i mean because like moving to la like how i mean that's that seems like the american way to me like living in a very sprawly suburban Los Angeles, you know? Um, but then he goes into, I don't need you to worry for me because I'm all right. I don't want you to tell me it's time to come home. I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. So I just don't understand how that chorus works with that verse. Yeah. It's like so yeah, defiant. I, uh, it, yeah, it doesn't really, doesn't really fit. Yeah, it's like you're not, I'm not really sure like who he's being defiant towards and why. Yeah, uh, I kind of like the lyric, don't get me wrong, and you can speak your mind, but not on my time. Yeah. But once again, it doesn't really fit with the rest of the song. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I guess you could just take it on the level of, like, this is just an an individualist anthem. He's like, nobody should tell me what to do. This is my life. You know, I don't need you to tell me what to do. I don't care what you say anymore. 
So it's like, okay, there's that part of it, but I don't see how that really works with the verses and bridge lyrics, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about Zanzibar. Yeah. That chorus is cool. I I like yeah, that. Especially, like the way it transitions from it's the verse to the sassy. chorus, and then he, the like walk down on Zanzibar. That's <laughs> I I like that. I enjoy that. Uh, she's gonna pull the curtains down for me. Do you want to play the sound sample <laughs> that says live show? Uh, and it explains what he means well, by well, she's gonna let's, pull the curtains let's down. Let's set it up a little bit. Uh, it's set in a bar called Zanzibar, and uh, in that verse he says, Me, I'm just another face at Zanzibar, but the waitress always serves a secret smile. Whoa, she's waiting out in Shantytown. She's going to pull the curtains down for me, for me. And uh, there might be a double meaning to those lines. Let's check it out. way to make the rhyme explicit in more than in more ways than one i mean yeah that's kind of great um but i like the i i like the curtain thing better because the idea that like what it you know he like stays after hours and she'll pull the curtains down and they're gonna fuck in the bar or whatever yeah like, that's like a better kind of storytelling like uh a way to describe that situation yeah it's also pull her panties down also the word panties it's just like a little icky yeah it's yeah i mean i i'm sure we've probably talked about this on the show before but there's no good way to pronounce that word you can't say panties without the t sound because then you just sound like a weirdo yeah, little kid not. but then you can't say panties because then you sound like an a like like a overly like fussy like um what about panties panties <laughs> like aunt aunt <laughs> let's have a ponty party <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that movie Ponty Pool? <laughs> Funny enough, they were just actually trying to talk about <laughs> panty pools. Hmm. I don't know. It's not a great movie. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a there's a movie called Ponty Pool, which is is it? Yeah, really? it's P O N T Y P O O L. It's like the name of a place, I think, and it's about like a linguistic virus that turns people into zombies. Uh, Dustin and I watched it. Yeah. We weren't that impressed. It was supposed to be like like uh-huh. a, a low budget sort of indie horror film that was very good, but uh, we didn't like it so much. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like it's just it's so much more evocative and just better storytelling to say she's gonna pull the curtains down. Like, I mean, I guess it just comes back to straight up show don't tell. It's like sure, you know. Give your show some faith in your audience that they can like figure out what you mean when she when you say she's gonna pull the curtains down for me. You don't have to. I mean, on the other hand, I do sort of appreciate the way he rhymes shanty town with panties down. <laughs> that's that's kind of a good bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's funny. Very good. If nothing else, but it's funny. But it's, it's not as good songwriting. Um, hey. Um, you know what's you know what's great in this song is uh, when our our good buddy Doug Stegmeyer goes on a walk. Just takes a little walk. Take that walk, Doug. And just like they tell you, you'll never walk alone. Doug is not walking alone here. He's walking with old mother Freddie Hubbard himself. Um, yeah, it's it's always funny when I'm listening to a jazz solo that's over walking bass. I just, I really can't listen to the fucking trumpet or whatever. All I really can <laughs> pay attention to is the is the bass because it's essentially taking a solo. Um, Cameron, are you trying to say you know, you're all contra- about that bass? No treble? I mean, in, in this case, I kind of am. Hmm. 
Okay, I'm I can stand I, in I my can buy that. Yeah, it's just it's just such a it's such an interesting it's such an interesting task to play a solo with all notes having the same duration, um, mm. and to serve the function of outlining a harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like fascinating to listen to. Yeah, totally. Even even if it's done in a way that's not particularly like you know surprising. It's just like wow, like this is so, <laughs> this is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like listening to like freestyle rap or something. Yeah, it's like uh, I I don't understand how you're connecting all of these dots. I don't know. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, we should just say that like that's Freddie Hubbard. He plays the flugelhorn and trumpet on this song. Um, he's one of those like big time jazz guys from back in the day. He played with Sonny Rollins and. Uh, it's a real jazz bar. Uh, uh, Coltrane, um, Roy Donk. Uh, he's the king of the tuk tuk sound, you know. Uh, I, I really don't. <laughs> Sorry, I just started lapsing into quoting um, a sketch from I Think You Should Leave with uh, Tim Robinson, <laughs> which is a fantastic sketch show on Netflix. Everyone should check out. There's a great show where Tim Heidecker. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, there's a great show where Tim Heidecker is playing this like incredibly arrogant dude at a party and they're playing charades and he has like he's like got a ponytail and he keeps putting in these like obscure jazz musicians because that's what he's really into and he puts them in charades and then people can't they like never heard of him he's like come on you know he played with roy donk he's he's the king of the tuk tuk sound (laughs) it's so fucking good Tim Heidecker plays like <laughs> that, like condescending asshole, so well, and the punchline of it is very good. Yeah. So everyone check that out. That show is amazing. Roy Donk. Roy Donk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh uh, shoot. Okay. Uh, do I have any? What is this song about? Um, oh, about Zanzibar waitress. Yeah, a bartender waitress. rather. Um, uh, Zanzibar, the bar. All, I mean, it. So I like the showing, not telling of that and there's not that many lyrics yeah no there's a fair amount yeah he talks about pete rose in verse two uh who's a baseball player he says rose he knows he's such a credit to the game but the yankees grab the headlines every time melodrama is so much fun and black and white for everyone to see whoa and then what does that have to do with the rest of the song i don't know i think maybe it's just an excuse to talk about getting to second base in the next next part of the verse oh me i'm trying just to get to I'd second base steal it. If she, i'd steal it if she only gave the sign it's pretty icky don't do that unless he does say well, she's gonna give the he's go saying ahead that she's giving the sign yeah if she gives a go ahead go for it man slide head first right into second base the, the inning isn't over yet for me for me all no. right he's about to get inning um what a what a sexual game of baseball <laughs> baseball the most sexual game so sexual I, I like this line in verse three too. tell the waitress i'll come back to zanzibar i'll be hiding in the darkness with my beer whoa she's waiting out in shanty town she's gonna pull the curtains down for me yeah yeah i feel like this is a, a pretty successful example of a song that's like pretty evocative of a feeling of just kind of like sitting in a dark kind of shitty bar that has yeah, it's it's like one of these like dive bars that has like a fancy name. Like they call themselves Zanzibar, uh, <laughs> but it's like d- dingy inside, and you're kind of just sitting there nursing a beer, and it's kind of depressing. But then you also kind of have a thing for the waitress. Like it's it's pretty evocative, even though like a lot of the lyrics don't necessarily do a lot of work to set that up. Somehow he's still manages to like evoke it pretty well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, because like the chorus, he says, I've got the old man's car. I've got a jazz guitar. I've got a tab at Zanzibar tonight. That's where I'll be. I'll be. And like the jazz guitar thing feels like it comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I. Should we talk about. Yeah. Oh, no. Should we talk about Stiletto? You're going to. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, my eyes skipped that and I thought we were going to talk about Rosalinda's eyes. But let's talk about Stiletto first. You've been so. Such a clever 
This is maybe the these, these women these women out here. Eh. <laughs> um, this is trying to stab us. This is kind of in the in the vein of songs like Black Magic Woman, where it's like the song is kind of ostensibly about how dangerous this woman is, but that just makes her so freaking sexy and like right. It's it's clear that the dude is like so into it, even though supposedly she's super dangerous and could harm him in a major way he's just like yeah cut me deep honey (laughs) yeah there's something sort of like well if you got your heart broken just fucking tell us about it don't like romanticize it because like you don't try to tell me that you knew it all along (laughs) you know or whatever like like you're talking about like i don't know these destructive habits and you're just like i don't know it's kind of it's kind of like a there's weird gender roles in this that I don't really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I think I think it's like maybe the song on this album that is the most kind of like that generalized songwriting I was talking about where it's like yes. It's it's pretty clear that this is not a song about one specific woman and a particular situation from Billy Joel's life. Um, it's yeah. more kind of like the about the idea of a femme fatale and with with the kind of the understanding that like yeah it's and and you know what I feel like the way I've been describing it and talking about this kind of like generalized songwriting it's been it's been feeling like I've been backhanding it or like damning with faint praise Ooh. this whole time but it's really fucking hard to write that kind of song like how many artists have we covered sure. that have totally failed to write songs about generalized topics you know yes there have been that's a good yeah point. like i feel like garth brooks like tried to write a, about the idea of a femme fatale at one point and just like came up with not a good song about it and i feel like billy joel is kind of nailing these sort of songs about general concepts which is in its own way like kind of um impressive you know yeah it's still not as good as man eater though oh well definitely not um there's some there's some fun musical moments in here uh there is a deceptive cadence oh sneaky followed by a key change so a a deceptive cadence is uh we've talked about harmonic expectation and fulfillment Mm -hmm. or or not um on the show before uh but yeah (laughs) yes harmonic edging yeah um yeah so the idea is that there are these chords that have a dominant function that need to be resolved. And there's um, some chords that have submissive chord, functions going. And then there are chords that mm-hmm. have like sadistic or masochistic functions. And it's, sure. it's all, and it's all consensual chords. and you have safe words and everyone's just having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what a hack, a hack joke. joke. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so in in this one is the 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 dominant seven chord on the fifth degree of the scale so the five seven it's supposed to go back to the minor one uh but uh instead it goes to i believe if i remember right the major uh the major six chord the the flat six chord um, and the reason this works is because, uh, there is, there, there's, there are two notes in common between the minor one chord and the, the major six chord. Um, so technically the melody resolves, um, because two of those notes are kind of what you expect but then there's another note in there that recontextualizes those notes as a different chord. So I'm going to point it out when it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you should listen for is you think the chord's going to go back home to like the key of the song, but it goes somewhere else. And then after that, it just totally changes keys, which is another interesting element. So mm. let's let's, uh, let's hear that. Yeah, I'll point it out when it happens. Here's the five. 
Oh, six. Deceptive cadence. Mm. Tricked me. And then, and then that's a really strange key to go mm-hmm. to. Um, essentially, it resolves to the four of the new key, which is a major key. Really strange. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I don't know why it does that. Hmm. Pretty, pretty peculiar. Pretty peculiar. Um, I mean, I guess. Uh, I guess it. What? What? I guess it. It It, it, it changes keys to the relative major. But it's it's a strange thing to do the deceptive cadence and then to that chord and then to go to the relative major. I don't know, uh, but I I think it's interesting mm-hmm. uh, and pretty engaging, especially as an intro to the song. Yeah, it's because it's like uh, de- it's destabilizing, mm-hmm. and it's just it's kind of like there's there's up also too. Yeah, there's there's also a a great piano, drum, and bass break and. Um, Doug, uh, teach teach me how to Dougie. Is I refuse. <laughs> I, just, I love this band. Yeah, I will not. I would um, never teach you how to Dougie. He, he's okay. <laughs> I I implore you. It is imperative that you teach me. <laughs> you must. Um, Billy and Dougie uh, mm. have matching bass lines in the piano and the bass, if I remember right. And I just I think it's really tasteful and really fun. Yeah. So, how'd you cue that up? Yep. Here comes. Just like a boogie woogie. That's so cool. Yeah, this is fun. That's a cool freaking piano solo, too. Yeah, I I love these little pianisms, you know. Mm-hmm. They're just uh, they're delightful. Yeah, good stuff. It, once again, it's it's nice to hear to cover an artist that has proficiency over an instrument. <laughs> uh huh. Um, we haven't really. I don't feel like we've really had that since like Slayer. Oh yeah, you might be right. I mean, I love Bob Marley, but he's not like really like I don't know. He's not a killer guitar player, right? Um. It, it, like he doesn't like his I don't believe his guitar playing is like in the foreground or like specifically spotlighted it mostly it's just a way to accompany his voice and to like I don't know command the stage better visually yeah so but uh yeah I mean I yeah since Slayer I, I don't think we've heard any by the way fucking Tom we maybe have said this on the show but Tom Araya has been saying some fucked up shit oh, lately really <laughs> I, I think we've about, talked about like, a little yeah, bit so <laughs> um yeah uh he's uh he's an asshole uh fuck that guy oh man i think he's on some like all lives matter shit or some blue lives matter just some bullshit. oh man apparently his wife is sharing <sighs> racist pro-police uh stuff memes and messages hey there it is blatant racism is. opposition to the black lives matter movement and support for law enforcement uh, but that's his wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I. But I'm sure he himself is also doing some shitty stuff too. I haven't. I haven't particularly pulled that up yet. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it's there if you look for it. Yeah. Boo. Oh well. Hey, here's one. Ooh, she's into QAnon. That's uh. That's freaking great. Um. I'm looking at uh, Tom Araya official on uh, Instagram, and he's. Mm. He's he's shared this meme that's uh, just picked up the new Air Kaepernick's and it's clown shoes um, with um, uh, it's clown shoes with the Nike swoosh um, and and Kaepernick's face with like clown makeup like MS Paint clown makeup on. So cool, cool, cool. I think that, that I think that says a lot. <laughs> oh boy, there is a um, you know I'm not gonna get into it just trust me that uh yeah his wife is posting a lot of racist shit on instagram yeah so fuck that. all right i think i got about 15 minutes left okay uh do you think we can make it through the rest of these songs sure let's blaze it bro rosalinda's eyes <laughs> work is hard to find but that don't get me down rosalinda understands Crazy Latin dancing 
dancing solo down in Herald Square. Oh, Havana, I've been searching for you everywhere. Dear Christ, what is Billy Joel think he's doing? <laughs> Crazy Latin dancing solo down in Herald Square. Yeah, it wouldn't be. This song wouldn't be too bad if he didn't. If he didn't describe it as crazy Latin like an dancing asshole. and roll his R's, like well, both that, of those yeah. at the same time, like okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> supposedly this song is about kind of about his mother Rosalind, uh, which he sort of transmutes into Rosalinda. But I don't really understand the connection. I think there was there was something about how. Uh, his family, when they were fleeing the Nazis, made it to the U.S. through Cuba or something. Um, so I think he has some sort of familial connection to Cuba that way. But it's not like his mom okay. is Cuban. I think she's English uh, Jewish. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe that's why he's rolling his R's. Maybe he's trying to do like a Mrs. Doubtfire, like British kind of thing. Crazy Latin dancing. <laughs> Uh, these these Latin dancers are just like so uh, illogical. They're they're, they're crazy, just full of passion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Smoldering, I think, is the word. Lotharios. Uh, um, please see the irony in our voices. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't we, cancel me, bro. <laughs> we are making fun of uh, the way that Billy Joel is using stereotypes in this song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like the end of the hook. Um, I've got a chance to make it. It's time for me to take it. I'll return before the fire dies and Rosalinda's eyes. I like the phrasing and the rhyme scheme, like the, you know, like A, A, B, B, um, the couplets. Mm -hmm. And then the, you know, I could always find my Cuban skies in Rosalinda's eyes. The, the place where skies and eyes line up isn't it's not on the same beat guys eyes i I just think it sounds nice Mm -hmm. it's guys eyes yeah it's i mean this song sounds kind of nice do you you want to do you want to play that sound sample do you have a sound sample for that yeah the one sound sample i have for this song um i don't see it oops i don't just kidding (laughs) how dare you (laughs) i'm not cutting this out (laughs) i thought i did i just wrote it Uh, okay okay my bad yeah all right, well, I think that's pretty much all there is to this song. Uh, you want to move on to the next one? It's called Half a Mile Away. Yeah. I've given everybody so much time. Now I need a moment that's my Oh, I owe the world is just a half a mile away. Uh, someone, uh, Feastman69 on the Genius correctly points out that this has a cor- uh, very Earth, Wind, and Fire type vibe. What's the, what's that name again? Earth, Wind, and Fire? <laughs> no, of <laughs> the Genius user? Feast underscore man 69. Wow. I guess 69 is kind of like a feast if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole banquet. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what I could possibly mean by that. <laughs> it's a real uh, smorgasbord, <laughs> right, boys? God, God, God bless you for yes-handing me in my, in my bullshit and saying something even stupider. <laughs> Cameron, it's like it's like leaping in front of a bullet for your friend. And the bullet is called stupidity. <laughs> and then we're both shot. Yeah, and it goes through... <laughs> Right through me, yeah. right through my heart, and then yeah. it's even worse for you because it's exploded into several shards of shrapnel. Oh God! Oh my mm. God! Um, so is this a song? I couldn't figure out if it's about a teenager sneaking out at night um, to go party, or if it's about a father sn- sneaking out at night to like sort of have a separate nightlife and affairs why would you make it why would you think it's like a teenager or something well there's like a line what is it about the old old lady or something or, or about wait for mama to turn out the light wait for mama yeah is is that like a mama as in um 
Mama just the killed a man. Like gross way that people. Oh. <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. Like, like Mama is in like my like wife mm. or or sexual partner mm-hmm. or girlfriend. Like this is like a thing that people used to say before. I mean, rock me, Mama, like a wagon yeah, wheel. True. <laughs> I mean, do people still say that? I feel like Daddy has gotten even more popular and widely used. But has Mama gone yes. up or down in popularity? What do you think? I think it, I think it has gone down. Probably, uh, at least I, at least in like white culture in America, I think it's gone down. You know, there's something about like, especially pop music, where the, they just like refuse to treat women uh, at in their own specific like age and role. It, they're either baby or girl or their mama. It's like they, you can't just be a woman who's like up here you either got to infantilize her or just like make her into some like old <laughs> also uh present in the in the phrase like my old lady you know yeah you, the old lady, you yeah. can just like never let her be in her own like temporal space she's either got to be shifted up or down you know when i first heard um joni mitchell's song my old man i really assumed <laughs> That he was that, just doddering around with a cane. That literally about an old man. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe that's what Carrie Get Out Your Cane is about. <laughs> right. I, yes. Just... I mean, but like, <laughs> but in retrospect, I think both, I, which says, Carrie, you're a mean old daddy, but I love you. I don't think she's necessarily talking about an old man. I think she's just He's like, an old daddy. I, I think in both of those songs. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think she's just... I think she's just using that sort of like familial sexual like sort of metaphorical language uh but reversing it um in kind of an empowered way in an interesting way uh because like I don't think that's like as what like the phrase my old man mm-hmm. uh that typically is a word that men used to talk about their their literal dads no i mean i got the old man's guitar billy joel just says that in early he's got i got the old man's car he's got a jazz guitar um that's what it is that's what it i mean it it was always one of those phrases that that struck me as like it could be if, if you say my old man or my old lady you could either be talking about your father or uh well i think i think when kids or like young people say it they generally are talking about their parents but when like adults who are of age they're generally talking about their romantic partners that's always the the read that i got on it i i do not think it goes both ways i think the term mild man almost exclusively is is used um to mean it's it's usually men like talking about their dads mm. and um my old lady uh or the old lady um is is about men talking about their wives mm. like i've never heard it reversed in either interesting way. except for Joni mitchell. yeah maybe Joni mitchell has just like made such an impression on me that that i just thought it was more common all than it is. is all that is to say what is billy joel talking about in verse two wait for mama to turn out the light crawl on the roof and then hit the crawl night on the roof that seems like a teenager yeah. behavior, crawling on the roof. I used to sleep on the roof I when I was a teenager. I like this song more if it's about... Did you really? I did, yeah. It would get really hot in my room, and I would just like grab a sleeping bag and go sleep on the roof. We had a very like shallow That's roof. That's kind of sweet. It was great, except hmm. there was a few nights where uh, my dad figured out I wasn't in bed and then got super worried and was like like oh, r- no. running around like with a flashlight trying to find me. <laughs> <laughs> not looking on the roof i'm sure <laughs> no for some reason he wasn't looking on the roof okay um uh, yeah but no it, it, it's a great way to beat the heat um hmm. yeah so i like i like this song more if it's about a teenager like uh it's just a half a mile away i'm gonna go like party and exhaust myself um yeah and like and if like, you're young and you don't have a car yeah. half a mile might as well be around the world you know I mean, it's great. I mean, if you're lazy Angelina and don't want to save a place for me, yeah. I've been living someone else's life and now I've got to be free. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a nostalgia. If it's a teen kind of thing, like this is a nostalgia song, but I, I'm kind of into it. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's another example of that kind of like generalized songwriting where it's, 
it's about kind of a feeling that can apply in a couple different situations and he doesn't like tie it down to necessarily anything super super specific um um yeah i have a sound sample i don't remember what it's what it's about it just says singing choices oh boy i bet i think i might know what it is why yine oh that is why yine (laughs) that's it uh I don't have anything to say about the last two songs. I thought they were really boring. Yeah, I mean, 52nd Street at least has some, like, more jazzy stuff to it. All right, do you want to just, like, play a sample of, of each one? Yeah, um, I don't think there's much going on lyrically in either of them. Until the night when I see you again. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, here we go. Here's Until the Night. I've given everybody so much time. Now I need a moment that's Whoops, that's not the right one. <laughs> I was like, this sounds familiar. That's half a mile away. Oops. I've already put too many co- yeah, edit points in this. Don't edit that, whatever. That Everyone's just going to know your sins. Oh, everyone's going to know I'm a dunce. This is a righteous brothers. The only thing I have to say about the lyrics of the song is I uh, am continuing to support a ban on men using the word women, woman or women in songs. He has this couplet. I'll have my fears like every man. You'll have your tears like every woman. And it's just really disgusting, especially the way he sings it. Um, Men, (laughs) I think until men can demonstrate that you can use it responsibly, they do not get to use the word woman in a song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I fully support yeah. that <laughs> alright uh, so let's go to 52nd street you and I and take a little trip in a taxi cab yellow taxi cab cause it's New York and I'm walking here <laughs> the rhythm into overdrive well we could generate a lot of heat I actually kind of like that, especially the the transition from verse to chorus. I like that. Um, It it tickles the small part of me that sometimes enjoys jazz. Yeah, that's jazz. That's jazz. (laughs) Now that's what I call jazz. Volume 52. (laughs) (laughs) well should we should we close it up let's close it up uh sign off yeah we'll be back next week with glass houses which has maybe my favorite billy joel song on it don't ask me why i don't know that one it's it's the one i sent to you when i was pitching billy joel for this show i was like this song i don't know if i actually listened to that (laughs) you are a bad friend (laughs) i don't i don't remember you jackass all right i i either didn't listen to it or i didn't like it enough to remember oh cool there you go all right i'll let you know next week it might be controversial we'll see all right well until then you can visit us online at boxset.website email us at email at boxset.website or tweet us at tobias podcast uh you can go on our discord the link will be in the show notes uh you can go on itunes write us a review um hit those hit those star ratings that's very nice for us uh if you want to support us directly you can go to support.boxset.website get access to our or get to our patreon and get x and when you get us some money you get access to (laughs) our bonus material including our weekly mini show 911 okay (laughs) my friend's having a stroke (laughs) um you'll get access to all of our bonus materials including our weekly mini show called what's in the box weekly and this week we talked about um when harry met sally and kipo and the what's it what's the name and the age of the wonder beast season two. two yeah um uh, we had we had a supporter whose first name starts with a B. I don't remember if we're cleared to say their names on air, but their first name starts with B. Who ah. ups their pledge? So thank you, uh, 
B, we'll call them, uh, B movie. Um, thank you. Uh, you can also listen to Cameron. <laughs> and they, ju- I'm just, I'm getting a notification now. They have lowered oh, it down to. They've nothing. lowered it to negative fifty dollars a month. How did they do <laughs> <We> that? <owe laughs> them. When did Patreon put that <laughs> as a feature? <laughs> well, it's 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 the little known B movie clause in their contract, where if you as so much as mention it on your podcast, you have to pay out fifty dollars to every one of your listeners monthly. Uh, reverse Patreon. <laughs> reverse Patreon. Uh, you can also listen to Cameron's other reverse Patreon podcast that's called Get Up in the Cool, <laughs> where they, he talks about uh, B-Movie weekly with a new guest, and they play a little music here or there, but they mostly talk about B-Movie. <laughs> it's called Be Up in the Cool. And you can get money there, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, thanks, everyone. I've been Nathan Hunt, and let's have a ponty party. I've been Cameron DeWitt, and I had to be a big shot. <laughs> oh, big <Blah>. movie <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs>homework assignment that i didn't finish gotcha yeah you didn't finish some homework nathan i know i'm an evil bad person and i should be kicked out of school (laughs) yeah maybe killed i mean i who am i to argue with that